the Icons of Real Estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from eXp's top producing icon agents? If you are an ambitious eXp agent ready to skyrocket your business, this podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your eXp business from $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Masters Summit uh, special series. This is gonna be the eXp Realty mini series podcast. With us today, we have Mark Pattison. He has been licensed since 2015 and he's based out of uh, San Diego where he started on his own. Uh, is the founder at Portslide, powered by EXP Realty. And Mark has expanded already to four states, maybe even five, we'll find out <laughs> real soon. He has a team um, of 85 <laughs> agents uh, enlightening his porch, bringing light to his porch. And additionally, Mark has been recognized as one of the top 1% of realtors by the San Diego Association of Realtors every year since 2015. And in just three years, Mark went from 65 mil a month to earlier this year, 60, uh, I mean, 65 mil a year uh, to 65 mil a month just earlier this year. So I don't, I'm not sure how more enlightened can you be, can your porch be, but we'll find out in this episode. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so how many, how many states is that then? Uh, we're definitely in, uh, so I have a couple different versions of my team. So I have teams that I own in Houston, Texas, Las Vegas, Nevada, Orange County, LA, Riverside, which is all Southern California and San Diego. And then I have expansion brackets in Austin, Texas, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Jacksonville, Florida, and Bay area, San Diego. So if you count all the expansions, I think it comes to like five States total. Uh, but I'm not trying to actively pursue that. It just kind of naturally happens through friendships and growth. And But yeah, we're in five states right now. Yeah. If it naturally happens, uh, go with the flow. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Mark. So usually we start this uh, podcast with your uh, real estate journey. So tell us about it. Spare no details. Yeah. So I started out, uh, I was actually living in Chicago and I was... I don't know if you've ever been to Chicago, but it's very, very cold. And I said, uh, I'm never going to spend another winter here again. I had done one winter. And so I quit my job and I said, I'm going to move to Southern California and become a real estate agent. So I moved to San Diego. I didn't know one person. I didn't have a car. I didn't have any money. And I got my real estate license uh, about six and a half years ago. And since then, I started out as a solo agent. Um, day one, I was in the office just listening to people talk. And I'm like, man, these people sell 24 houses a year. How the heck do they get there? And I was just thinking like how insane that was. But then I would watch YouTube and I would find people that were selling 400 houses a year. And I'm like, all right, where's the disconnect? How are these people selling 400? Obviously it's through teams. Um, and then I found out through coaching uh, a guy named Tom Ferry. I signed up for a, a class called By Design. And it's basically like an evergreen course. It's 10 weeks or something. And it tells you how to basically create your real estate career by design. It was $297 and I charged that bad boy. So I think my credit card debt was maybe at like $70,000 at that point. Um, I was a yes person. So I said yes to traveling everywhere. I've been to 72 countries before real estate. So it was always like, let's just charge it. Let's go. I was a lot of fun. Always making sure I had the best of the adventure. 
Um, and then when I realized, I was like, I think I need to join a team. So I joined up with a team after hearing from everything on Tom Ferry about how much teams are basically taking over. And it's true. When I went on a team, my career just like took off. I was already doing super well, but the team just aligned me with being able to basically just like meet up with clients, put them under contract, go get the next client, put them under contract. And it was just more of a system. And so I decided to start my team from there. Uh, I launched Porchlight five years ago on December 5th, I believe. So we're almost at our five-year anniversary and we're now at 80 something agents, 85 to maybe 90 agents, depending on, um, you know, between Houston, Las Vegas and San Diego, majority of them being in San Diego. Nice. And uh, how, how did you get the name Porchlight? I, I was doing a bit of a wordplay with that, but how did you get that name? It was my friend's husband who does not work in real estate. <laughs> he was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, I love it. So uh, that's how we, and we're still really good friends today. So I was actually just with them last night and I was texting, uh, um, I was texting my business. She's my, she is my business partner now. And then he works in the marketing department of it. So. Okay. Just, just make sure he or she signs a, a, a NDA agreement. So he doesn't, he doesn't sue you in the future for, for profit. <laughs> I don't care. Let him sue me. I always believe in bad karma. No, yeah. <laughs> he already gave it to me. So it's okay. Great. And yet, do you still continue your, your traveling uh, culture or more staying around uh, California now? I'm going to Greece tomorrow. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. So I'm going to Greece tomorrow morning. At, our flight leaves at 6 a.m. Um, and then I'm going to be going to London on the way back uh, to go to a play. So we're going, going to go to London for one night. We extended our trip there just to go to the West End and go to a, a play there and then going to fly back. Uh, then going to Nashville for... Uh, Tom Ferry. So I'm still in Tom Ferry coaching. Nashville is where they do a team event uh, this year. So it's where all the teams come together. And then I'm going to Portugal and Denmark in November and then um, Quebec in uh, December for Christmas. So amazing. And, uh, and yeah, I, I kind of I hate you a bit right now. So let's stop talking well, about traveling. <laughs> all the employees on my, all the W2 employees that work for me. So everyone that's like an admin or staff member gets unlimited vacation. Uh, for Great. my company, they get uh, healthcare. Um, they're all making very good money compared to the industry of what their job would be somewhere else. So it's I take care of my people because I figure I never wanted to be pinned down. I never wanted to have to work for a corporation where I only got two weeks vacation a year. So why would I want to create a corporation that does that to people? So that's how I kind of created my my group at Porchlight. Yeah, and I'll send you my resume at the end of the call, okay? But, uh, yes. but yeah, let's leave that to the end of the call. You're already upselling uh, too much. <laughs> An agent, let's, let's try to, uh, to tell them first <laughs> a bit some value. But yeah, um, a lot of good conditions there. And yeah, uh, I don't know if I told you before, but I am in Portugal right now working remotely. So maybe uh, we can oh. uh, grab a beer or two. Yeah, so, I'll be in Lisbon and Porto. Uh, yeah, I know mean, those I'm, places for sure. Yeah, I'm in Lisbon. I'm in Lisbon. Perfect. <laughs> so back, back to real estate, <laughs> back to XP. So you had a lot of options uh, when looking at uh, brokerage before you, you chose at EXP. So my question is, uh, why did you choose it? Yeah, so looking broker to broker, every brokerage to me is essentially the same. It's a place where you hang your license. If you need a question, you call your broker. Um, EXP has that available, but EXP also offers something a little bit different and that's the collaboration environment. So your traditional brick and mortar brokerage, uh, not 
particularly naming, but like Berkshire Hathaway, KW, you know, you got your offices, you walk in, you would think that you would feel more connected at those places to the people in your office, but it actually is the opposite. I've never felt more connected when I'm at EXP. So meaning the collaboration, we get to share and we get to kind of, it's you're incentivized to help out. For example, every Monday, I have a call with my, uh, my higher ups at EXP. So it's mm -hmm. like my upline. They share everything that they're doing for their success. And it's taken me from where I was last year. I did 407 units. I've already done 675 units, I think, this year. So it's you have that sharing mentality. You're going to learn something. If you surround yourself with good people, you're going to progress. And EXP in my group has some amazing people. We lead with production. It's not about the recruiting. The recruiting is just the cherry on top. The rev share, all that stuff isn't why I joined. I joined because I wanted to figure out how to run a team and a business, like a real business. And all the other stuff is just like, that's the cherry on top. Like I said, it's just extra. Um, I don't go and like bank on my rev share check every single month, but it's nice getting a check for $10,000 to $25,000 randomly. Um, I'm not going to not love that. And that's every month and that's cash. Uh, so there's also the stock options. There's also stock that's awarded to you. So there's a lot of benefits, but the real reason was because the collaboration and being able to get in the minds of the people that are better than me. So you're not focused at all in the, in agent attraction. You're just focused in the, in production. Yeah. I feel like if you're in real estate, you should be producing. I'm not me not producing, but I mean, I'm running a company that produces. Mm -hmm. If people don't sell and we collect a bunch of agents that are just trying to collect agents, what good does that do for the company? So I feel like we lead with production and we teach people how to produce. People are naturally going to be drawn to you, but I don't make any calls to recruit. I don't, I don't I'm not going to ever like go and prospect for it. I just am a person that's going to say, Hey, I'm going to work on my team. because I joined EXP to work on my team. And if all that other stuff happens, it happens. Great. If not, oh, well. Yeah. So um, by the time you joined EXP, how was your team looking and, uh, How is your team looking now? You already told us it's 85 or, or 90. But yeah, tell us a bit of, of the lifespan of, of your team over these uh, five years. Yeah, so we started out, uh, I started in the kitchen of my duplex. So it's 600 square feet. We would all work on my kitchen counter. Some of the agents that were there are still here today, which is kind of funny. We just moved into our new office yesterday. It's 5,000 square feet. I own the building. It's kind of crazy now. It's like going from this little duplex to owning a 5,000 square foot building in an area where there's foot traffic and cool people. And I have an actual office now. So <laughs> I went from being on the kitchen counter to having a real door to my office as of yesterday. Um, I was always the one to give up my office or like, hey, you could use it. Um, so now I've got my own space. We went from 15 agents when we joined EXP last March. So about a year and a half ago to now 85, 90 agents. The change was I met someone in my upline EXP and he said, Hey, I've been watching you. You're not thinking big enough. And I want you to have 200 agents on your team. Now people sometimes question me whether that's in my downline or like on my team. No, these are people that I'm giving leads to. I'm training. I have systems set up. They're using our transaction coordinator department. They're on our team. Um, and so he said, I want you to have 200. And that was when the light bulb went off of like, why not just grow? Like, especially with COVID, we didn't have to have the space. Um, we were only in a thousand square feet at the time at my last office. And so adding agents didn't really impact us because it co with COVID, people weren't working from the office anyways. So that's been my trajectory. And that's over the last year and a half. Um, it's just at EXP, it's really big thinking. It's really like convincing yourself and others that 
they can accomplish anything and just go for it. Yes, and in the end of the story, you may you may get an office of your own, right? Yes, I finally <laughs> have one with a door and a lock. Yeah. Does it have your name on the door as well? No. Oh, I need to put that. You need that. That's, yeah, a, I, that's a milestone as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that is. So. <laughs> So going from 65 mil a year, I think two years ago to 65 mil per month, uh, January this year. Uh, tell me, Mark, is that real life or are you just lying to us? Uh, that happened once. So it's not every month, but oh, yeah. we are right now. We have 400 million sold. So I'm hoping that we're going to end up around 500 million was my goal. So, but yeah, it's not 65 million per month, every month, but we have done 65 million in a month. Obviously, you've got your lower months, um, yeah, seasonality. But yeah, we did do 65 million, which was insane. But man, imagine those $100 million months that we could get to. Doing, and you, uh, and, and yeah. you will. And you will. And yes. you will, my friend. So you, you seem to have a very uh, buyers-focused approach uh, when it comes to getting more deals and better relationships. And it may be the, the whole secret out, out of your uh, good production. But can you tell us a bit more, how does that bring you uh, the success you need? Yeah. So when I started out, like I said, I went to Tom Ferry seminars, coaching. I was listening to these people and everyone said, you got a list to last. You got to have all the listings. Well, when I looked at it, I said, well, if there's five experienced agents and four of them are going after all the same listings, but I'm going after the buyers. Well, if I become friends with those four listing agents, can I just bring them buyers to all their properties? And so then I was like, well, wouldn't I just want to be the best agent with buyers? Because every transaction has two sides. So we started doing that. And a lot of it was online lead generation. And everyone always talks about how do you generate more seller leads? How do you do online leads for sellers? It's nearly impossible because of farming. Farming's expensive. So are online leads. But I've always just been the more online lead generated. Remember, I started my team my first year in real estate. So I, I worked with more buyers, a lot more buyers than I had ever worked with sellers when I started. So it was kind of, I fell into it, but then I realized like, wow, this is actually working. And then all of these buyers were staying in touch with. So we're getting the listings, you know, two, three years later. So now it's just going, you know, making us jump double every single year because we're getting so many listings. Mm -hmm. and when you sell San Diego, when you sell on a listing, usually they leave the state. Yeah, exactly. So here we got a clientele that's close to us. We're doing a happy hour on uh, September 21st or October 21st at our office. So all of our past clients will come to it. So it's a big, it's a big thing for us. Nice. So you still like you really invest in the relationship. I see, I see you post every time you do do a house sale. You do a post with uh, uh, with their with their their faces and like say thank you to the to the buyer. So like you really invest in those relationships. Yeah, for sure. But uh, tell me where where do you find these buyers? Yeah. So it started out, um, it's all through relationships. Like you said, it's, it's through online lead sources. So we started out realtor.com Zillow. Now we're a Zillow flex, uh, team. So we get the lead sent to us. We pay a referral fee. We're veterans United military team. Um, so any military markets that you guys are in definitely DM me, um, my, you can DM me on Instagram or however, and I can get you connected through there. Um, But that's really, that's really how it's built out is just through these big corporations. Corporations are taking over lead generation. So you have to align yourself with them and partner with them. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to get these leads. Mm -hmm. Nice. Valuable advice. And how do you, yep. how do you nurture uh, this relationship with the buyers? Or even in the, in the first approach, 
um, what type of questions uh, should be asked? Yeah, so first call, when you get a lead that comes in, if it's an online lead, it should be very quick, less than three to four minutes at max. And the script is ALM, which is appointment, location, motivation. So first step is they can inquire about 123 Main Street. Remember, they're not going to remember the address. So Main Street would probably be what I would say. And then I would describe the house that they inquired about. So a, a lead comes in, you need to call them within 30 seconds immediately. And you would say, hi, so you inquired about the home on Main Street, the cute little blue house. When would you like to take a look at it? And then they're like, well, you know, I'm kind of busy right now. I'd be like, okay, well, does tomorrow at two or tomorrow at six work better for you than you? So giving them the option close and you're just going for the appointment right away. Okay, tomorrow at six. Perfect. You take the appointment. You don't know if the house is available or not. You'll figure that out later, but go for the appointment immediately. Then you're going to go and do motivation, which is uh, you're going to say, Hey, or I'm sorry, you're going to go into location, which is, Hey, so what about 92104? Or what about this area? Is it the school district? Where are you going to be working? Where do you live now? Finding out their location. And then why are you moving? What's their motivation? So finding that all out and then saying, Hey, when I show you one, two, three main street tomorrow at six o'clock, I'm going to have a few other showings. I'm going to try to find something that's off market as well. So something that you won't be able to find on Zillow or Redfin or realtor.com. We'll make sure that we set those appointments up. So just block off about an hour of your time and we'll go and cruise around the neighborhood and get to know each other and kind of show you the property. Sound good? And then you go into it. That way, when you meet them, you're not just showing them one property. If you show them one property, there's no way you can build rapport in 15 minutes. Plus, if they drive up and they don't like the neighborhood and they're like, oh, I don't really want to go here, then what do you do? And then you're sitting outside and you're in like a neighborhood you don't really want to be in talking about the house they want to buy. It's a lot easier if you have it set up and then you can do the buyer consult while you're at one of the homes preferably a vacant house in the kitchen or however you want to set it up. We don't make the client come to us for the buyer consult. Today, we're a now society. We want to see the property now. We don't want to come to the office. And mind you, this is California. It's going to be different in every market. But we want to make sure that they are getting what they want. And all they want is getting into the door. If you can't show them properties, they're going to find another company that can. Exactly. And you use that process all throughout your your Every time. Yep. And then when you meet the client for uh, first time face-to-face, -face, you're going to bring a porch light binder or a porch light folder. It's going to have the purchase agreement in there. So our contract, it's going to have every section in there that's highlighted. That's going to be protection for the buyer. So, Hey, this is how you can back out. This is how you're protected. This is the arbitration and mediation. This is your home warranty. Anything that has to do with your state's contracts, you should know like the back of your hand. And then that way, when you talk to them for the first time, you can educate them because I guarantee no other agent is doing this. And then on the left-hand side of that folder, you're going to have information about yourself, information about your team, maybe Zillow reviews, whatever you want to print out. Um, and then also the, the three or four houses that you're going to show with notes on the MLS sheet. Nice. So that's, but that's really good customer experience you're, you're bringing in here. But it's kind of going against what you were learning with Tom Ferry, right? So you kind of went uh, on the other, on the unbeaten path here. Uh, I would say with Tom Ferry stuff, it really just, it, it varies. There's no like set schedule with Tom Ferry. Everyone mm -hmm. kind of does their own thing, but there was like, Hey, you got to work with listings. You got to do this. And I, I honestly, we get listings. Listings are great. They're fantastic, but they cost a lot more money too. So on the buy side, we can then convert, you know, many more leads and we're good with that process. And we're good friends with all the listing agents that it works out. And um, so to have success as a, as a buyer's fo fo focused agent, uh, you kind of have to niche down, like you said, yourself. 
but that is kind of going against uh, the idea of, of expanding to more states, which you are now doing it uh, naturally. But how do you yep. situate yourself in this predicament in staying local and uh, expanding at the same time? It's through our lead sources. So the only reason why I expanded is because our lead sources, like I said, those relationships, the Zillow Flex, the Veterans United, the Rocket Homes, those people have called us and said, hey, you have such great conversion rate here. Can you move into this market and help us out? So that's where we kind of done up with the training. So it's helped us basically convert these people. So that's the only reason why we really expanded is just the lead sources. And you think it'll still go to six, seven, eight or... I have no idea. I, I'm not sure because it's, it's so hard. It's like, you know, we don't have a big enough market share, even near close to a market share in San Diego, even though we're one of the top teams, San Diego is so large. It's like, why would you want to expand so far out away from you? And when you do that kind of stuff, you have to create new things, new systems, new programs, because the contract in Texas and the contract in Nevada and the contract in California are all completely different. Like, do I want to learn all of that? Yeah, you kind of want to be the expert in, the, in, the, yes. in what you do. Yeah, I understand. So, yeah, it's a mix. I have a mixed feeling. Sometimes I feel like I want to expand more. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> Let's see how, where that gets you. Yes. Uh, so, Mark, you claim, I saw some words, you claim that if you want to be successful at a real estate career, you need to have grit. Uh, can you please elaborate on this? And I suppose you're talking about courage and not, and not sand or stone. Yes. So no, it's just like, like you can't give up real estate. Everyone sees it on TV and they see their friends doing it. Someone doing real estate that's been in the business for 20 years, it becomes very easy for them. After about year two, it becomes easy. But the, the difficulty year one, year two is just insane. So if you want to make it through year one and year two, you've got to have grit. You've got to have that grind where you're not going to give up. You've got to have the 5 a.m. call. Like right now it's 720 in the morning and I'm already on a podcast. Like most people aren't this way. I'm, you know, I've already been to the gym. That's, that's great. Like you've got to be able to have it. You got to be able to want it. Um, I don't really focus on the why. So the why, you know, I have a family I need to take care of. It's like, you can have that, but you also got to have that where you're not going to give up. And I think that's what, to me, what grit stands for. Nice. And if we can get a bit nostalgic here, if you could go back to the start of your, of your career, that means, yeah, let's say 2015, uh, what would you tell your younger self? Uh, don't give up and start the t-shirt company that you wanted to do. Don't quit <laughs> real estate like you wanted to do. I definitely wanted to quit. Like I, I wanted to give up so many times. So looking back now, you're like, holy crap. Um, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely easier. Like I said, after that first couple of years, um, right now, I'm going to Greece tomorrow and I don't even have to check in with my team once. They're telling me like, don't check your phone. Don't check your email. We got it. Don't even worry about one thing while you're gone. And I'm like, oh my God, I've, I'm like going to cry. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, I don't have to worry about anything. Um, but that wasn't the case. I mean, I started waking up at like three in the morning every day to freaking launch my team. That's like the grit that I'm talking about. Like, if I can look back and talk to myself, it's like, dude, just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. And that's exactly what I need to say to anyone. Like if you're looking at this podcast and you're like, Oh my gosh, she's selling 800 something houses this year. Like, yes, but also I'm not this year in my point of my career. And I've been doing this for, you know, six years and I have not, I don't have kids. Like you may be a single mom that's freaking working her butt off 
and you're going to sell 24 houses this year. Like that's probably more powerful than what I've created. So look at where you're at. Don't compare yourself to others. That's what I would say to myself in the beginning. Um, don't get down on yourself. Everyone has their own little journey, but if you're just like the best version of yourself, screw it. And if you're nice to people and helping people out along the way, then what's better in life? Like enjoy the journey versus uh, enjoying like, or keep conning, wanting more and just like keep putting yourself down for not being somewhere. So that's kind of my philosophy and like what I tell my agents. Um, I also tell them like, Hey, there's no stress in real estate. Like as long as you're not lying. And as long as you like, just pick up the phone, you will never be stressed out. Like my agents screw up, they do mistakes, but people are human. And if they own the mistake, then there's never any stress. There's never any issues. So just like, think of it that way, just be the best version. And the way that you do that is through education. Like if you're going to be selling a home, you better know which paragraph on the contract and how a buyer can back out and how many days do they have to review something and how they need to know all of that. That's why I'm constantly educating my agents. We do a call every single day for an hour. Um, I don't lead it every day. I have it kind of transitioned out so they don't have to listen to me blab all day long. They get to get some more smarter people talking to them. Some people on my team, uh, but that's, it's all based off education. Nice. And if I can just uh, put a comment on that, uh, comparing to uh, someone else's, like, I think the only person you should compare yourself to is the person that you were yesterday. And that's it. Yeah. That's the only way you grow. And everyone has different, like, I didn't have a freaking dad that had a real estate office that I got to walk into, or I didn't have this. And for the people that do more power to them, you know, how many kids get everything handed to them and they screw it up. People always say stuff. They're like, oh, that guy's had his, you know, his parents, he took over his parents' business. I'm like, yeah, he took over his parents' business and he made it go even more elevated. Like, congrats to him. Look at, I mean, Gary V, didn't he take over his mom and dad's wine shop and then just like take it through the roof? That's the same kind of idea. It's yeah, he had a platform. So don't compare yourself to him, but also don't knock him for doing what he did. Exactly. <laughs> so where do you, where do you go from here, Mark? I think we already talked a bit about your uh, short-term future here, but What are your goals in terms more of a medium long-term phase? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I want to have 200 agents. So I started doing more podcasts, more traction for my team. Um, I want to have 200 agents on my team in San Diego. So if I'm at 85 now, how do I get there? Um, I started a podcast called Mark Pattison Show. So if you look that up on YouTube, we're launching a bunch of episodes with a ton of cool people that we're going to be po posting out on there. Um, just really making sure that I'm adding value to the real estate community. And doing that through social media, which I never wanted to be that person that's kind of like, hey, this is how to do your finances. This is how to do credit score. But if it's good education, um, I kind of think that that's my mission from here on out is like taking what I did with my team and putting that out there to the rest of the people. Nice. That's great. And how is the, the podcast going to run? It's going to be interview basis, more tutorial basis, informational. Yeah, both. So I have episodes that's just myself. I have episodes with guests. So it's a, it's a combination of uh, working with, you know, top agents around the team. I had a guest on the other day. She sold 2,500 houses this year. So look oh. at myself. <laughs> I'm freaking selling 600 and something so far this year. And then I look at her and I'm like, man, she's a badass. <laughs> but, you know, you can't compare yourself. Um, yeah. But she's one of my best friends. I had uh, a, another guy who owns a, uh, a marketing company on there kind of teaching people like, what do they do with, you know, agents? What should they do with their marketing? Mm -hmm. I've had, uh, you know, a guy who has a flipping show on HGTV. Um, you know, it's a mix of everything, real estate, finances, information. So yeah. it'll be good. It'll definitely have a, some value add. Yeah. We'll make sure to link up and I, and I bet our audience, 
I think if they're if they're if they reach this part of the episode, I think they'll be very interested as well in the in the, having a look at your show, Mark. Hopefully, the drop off rate or whatever they call it on YouTube. Hopefully, <laughs> it's not too high. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a link so it's easier. Uh, Mark, a question that we need to ask every guest, and you need to be sincere and honest, is uh, that in the so is in what areas do you feel you need to improve, and what are you doing about it? I am very bad about email, so don't email me. I hate email. <laughs> I think email is the worst thing ever invented. Um, I don't have like thousands of emails. I have like 30 in my inbox at all times that never go away. So that is honestly like one of my pitfalls and also voicemail. I will never listen to a voicemail. Um, so I guess those are my two bad things. But the funny thing is, is, uh, someone was on stage and he's a very powerful person. And he said, if you ever leave me a voicemail, I'll never listen to it. And if you ever email me, I probably won't reply, um, or reply on my time. So whenever people are sitting there just replying to their emails all the time, you're basically living on their schedule and not yours. I'm not saying not to respond. So now I got to get to a way I can respond. I just find better ways to communicate. And I find that email is just kind of like, uh, it's a bunch of junk half the time. So that's my pitfall is I freaking hate email. So, but uh, how, do, how do people reach you then? <laughs> Shit, DM me on Instagram. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, text message, DM. That's another thing, guys. If you're working with someone who's super busy, Don't call them without, like, don't call them unannounced. Mm -hmm. People will say, hey, are you free today? I'm like, no, I'm not free today. I'm free in freaking two weeks. Like, free for what? You know, it's people that are busy have very set schedules. Like, my schedule is like this all day long. Like, right after this call, I have to jump into the car and drive to an appointment. Um, you know, it's, I don't have the free second to kind of chat. So all my agents, if they ever have to reach me, which we have kind of levels of like how they can reach me, um, they shoot me a text and be like, hey, are you available for a call? That's more like, hey, I have a situation that I can't wait, you know, but we always say that real estate can wait. Just always text someone who's busy first. Be like, hey, can we set up a call? Um, or you're free to chat in 10 or whatever the situation is. But if you just call randomly, more than likely, they're not going to be able to be available. That's, that's fair enough. But even, yeah. even on, on Instagram can be a bit hard because, because that's it since I've been on this call. That's since I've been on this call. How many like? <laughs> I have, uh, yeah, that many text messages coming through. Yeah. So, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, like with Instagram, like if you text someone big, like you, you would go on the pending messages, you know, like you won't be on your, um, on your inbox yet. So that's... I'm not that big. Okay. I'm not that popular. It goes into my like, it goes into the one, the pending, but I check those. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Because I get a lot of people that will DM me for information. And so I check those and I have an admin team now that's going to be working like social media. So we check that information. Okay, so audience, you heard that uh, spam, spam that in, that Instagram, uh, send all type of shit there. Uh, just not inappropriate. Sorry, not inappropriate. Just ask your questions. You can send, you can send me anything you want. I, I have. No, <laughs> I went to Catholic school my whole life. There's no appropriate level. I'm a rebel now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to uh, tell us again? Uh, so, your Instagram is uh, what is your Instagram again? Mark Pattison Show. So. Patterson is something that's common name. Mine is Pattison. So Mark Pattison. So if you type in M-A-R-K-P-A-T, it should start to generate on your Instagram. Uh, going to have a TikTok. I'm 36, almost 37. I feel like I'm old, too old, but I'm going to have these youngins that I hired to help me out. Uh, we're going to figure all that out. And then the YouTube is really launching. 
we've been building that up for the last month. So if you follow on uh, Instagram, you can see a link tree and it's going to have all the information for YouTube. You can find it on YouTube as well for the show as Mark Patterson show. Great, Mark. And uh, thanks for coming. It was, uh, it was a pleasure here. Thanks for all of the value and uh, the advice and the buyer-focused approach. And uh, I wish you the best. For sure, man. And we'll have a drinks in Portugal. And remember, to everyone, stop comparing yourself to others because there's always going to be someone better than you. And there's always going to be someone worse than you. So just keep doing you and don't, don't ever focus on that stuff. But we'll, uh, we'll hook up in Portugal, man. Amen. Bye, man. Yes. See you. All right. Later, man.